0: Meanwhile at 1138 Tiled Iran Memorial Lane in Disney, Indiana.
1: Secure him to the Pullman Tightly. Oh, not so rough, guys. Yeah, we are a Disney podcast after all.
2: The Death Star plans are not in the main computer.
1: You'd better find them, wherever they are. If Scott or Tracy, the high muckety-mucks of Disney, Indiana, found out about our plans, we're finished.
3: No, I promise I didn't take them, if that's what this is about. Nope.
1: You, Lost Boy Jesse, are charged with giving Tony Pascal credit for hosting Friends of the Magic 2014, a mistake that was repeated by my wife unknowingly.
3: Oh, come on. It was just one teeny mistake. I didn't expect an Imperial Firing Squad.
1: No one expects the Imperial Firing Squad. However... Before I have you shot, Paul Barry never told you what happened to your father.
3: He didn't need to tell me anything. My dad's just fine.
1: Hi, Dad. No. I am your techno-retro dad.
3: That's impossible. You're not that much older than me. The implication is just... Well, that's disgusting.
1: Okay, I'm kidding. Uh, But I'm still going to have you shot.
3: This deal keeps getting worse all the time.
1: Ready, men? Take aim!
4: Stop! Holding him is dangerous. If word of this gets out, it could generate sympathy for the Rebellion. And Scott and Tracy will sic Mortis on you. And he's a veteran.
1: It would be unfortunate if I had to leave a garrison here. Very well, release him. Jeez. I had their weapons set for stun. It's not like I'd actually kill him. Yeah? Well, how about the time you threatened to freeze me in carbonite? (sighs) You take the fun out of everything. You two won't even let me blow up a planet.
3: Thanks, Heather. It's a good thing the secondary shields were up.
4: Yeah, you almost weren't a part of the Neverland Podcast number 39.
5: I can start to the right
2: and start on until morning. Neverland.
6: To all who come to this happy place, welcome.
2: And now, please welcome your host for the podcast. He's the Pan.
5: I got Pan Sword on the Pan now! Actually, I
1: got his microphone.
5: You've grown up. You promise never to
2: grow
0: old.
6: Here age relives fond memories of the past.
0: Yeah. His nose got real big. Well, welcome back to Pan-A-Man, man
2: And now. Your host, Jeremy
1: all right, Neverlanders! It is that time again. It is time to pull your pixie out of your pocket and give her a couple shakes gently. Now, you know that you don't want to make a pixie mad. They're uh, they can be troublesome, problematic, a little mischievous. But give her a couple of shakes, get a little bit of that that pixie dust on you, and heck, give a little bit of the pixie dust to your friends nearby, and we will all fly off here to Neverland. We have a jam-packed show here for you this week. Me, my goodness, uh, uh, if. If you're a Star Wars fan, you're going to have a ball this week. Uh, we're going to take a little trip with Jesse, Lost Boy Jesse, through Star Tours, which, you know, he's okay. We we were, I wasn't going to kill him. Um, but I hope you enjoyed our little intro there. Uh, you know, I had a little business to take care of in Disney, Indiana, which basically what we were doing is I'm trying to let you know of some different podcasts that I enjoy that I thought you might, uh, like Disney, Indiana, that we mentioned. Go check that out. Search that on my iTunes and Stitcher. Also, Techno Retro Dads. Not a Disney podcast, but live Lots of fun. I think you might enjoy them. And of course, we also mention Paul Berry of A Window to the Magic. If you search for WTTM or Window to the Magic on iTunes and Stitcher. Uh, these are just some recommended podcasts. They're ones that I enjoy, and I figure if you're enjoying my show, you will probably enjoy their show as well. In fact, we have a couple of guests today that uh, we like to call them our cousin. Uh, cousin podcast, because they're also uh, not Neverlanders, as well as being Skywalkers. We have... Richard and Sarah from Skywalking Through Neverland. They're a Disney podcast. It is also a Star Wars podcast. It is a fan podcast. It is a lot about fandom and a lot of what binds us all together as fans, as they like to say. So we've got so much fun and everything packed into this show that we really just got to get rolling with it because we're even going to take a trip with Jesse on Star Tours. So uh, may the Force be with us and let's go for it. For you, All right, a little bit of news here. Uh, mainly we're just going to cross over a couple of quick topics that are of note this week. This week we saw the passing of Richard Attenborough, uh, well known uh, for directing a lot of different uh, movies. Also, uh, to me, he's always going to be best known for Jurassic Park playing John Hammond. Uh, also, I really enjoyed him as uh, Santa Claus and the Miracle on 34th uh, Remake, (laughs) Miracle on 34th Street Remake. Uh, He was very good in that as well, and he will definitely be missed. Also of note, we would like to mention that uh, Guardians of the Galaxy is now the number one movie this year, which, really, not unexpected. Uh, It was just an excellent movie, and I'm sure most of you have seen it multiple times. I might have gone multiple times, except for I had other things I wanted to go see. In fact, this is the 30th anniversary this year of the film Ghostbusters, and they are getting a special Blu-ray release for Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters 2, as we have mentioned previously on the on the show before, uh, and. Uh well, they were doing a special one week only, and it's currently this week. You're gonna have to find a select theater, but they are re-showing Ghostbusters on a big screen, which I hadn't actually seen it on a big screen since it was at the. We watched it at a drive-in when I was a child, uh, but it was a lot of fun. Uh, my wife and I, you know, uh, Pixie Heather, we went and watched it yesterday, and it, it's it's fun. It's still it's still always the great movie that I've seen. Oh, golly, I don't even know how many times, but it is interesting to see how some of the special effects. Fall apart when you are on a bigger screen, and you can kind of see little flaws here and there. Uh, So it is kind of interesting, kind of watch those. But what was more interesting is there's a lot of humor that goes on in the background or in the foreground. That on a smaller screen, you know, on your television, you're you're focused on the main things happening, the main conversation, and you sometimes miss something going on to the side or off in the background. Give you a great example uh, when they've gone up into the Sedgwick Hotel. And they have just accidentally blasted the maid and blew apart all of her stuff. When they're having a conversation in the foreground, if you look off and watch the maid, she actually gets a spray bottle and is trying to put the fire out from the toilet paper. (coughs) Sorry. So, yeah, lots of fun things to have. So, hey, you've got one week. Hurry up if you're a fan of the Ghostbusters and take an opportunity to see it on the big screen one more time before these Blu-ray releases. I highly recommend it. We had a, a laugh, and uh, it's always funny, you know, and you, you kind of know all the jokes were coming, but it, it just makes you smile anyway just getting to see it in, a, in the theater experience one more time. All righty, but uh, I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on news because really the most thing that I was hearing about was uh, was rumors of uh, uh, Jeremy Renner had said something where people started saying, oh, look, he's going to now be in Captain America 3, and no, nobody has said that. That is a rumor. Uh, there was also a silly rumor about, oh, he's, Hawkeye is going to die in Avengers Part 2. Uh, no, another silly rumor, and Jeremy Renner himself has said, no, i get to live through it. Thank you very much. Uh, Hawkeye is uh, living on. Uh, so really a lot of silly nonsense this week. Uh, so we'll just go ahead and leave that be. And uh, you know what? We have some fun listener feedback That uh, I would love to share with you, so we'll do that right now. Hello, this is Giuseppe. Uh,
7: I'm trying to speak to Peter Pan. I'll hold. well uh, this is Judzi holding for peter Pan uh I'll call back later bye bye
1: well, that was a very funny phone call. Uh, I, I, After I'd, I'd gotten that one, I thought, well, maybe somebody, maybe Giuseppe here, he got confused. And so I redid the message to say, well, this is just a voicemail. You won't actually speak with me. So I don't know if he was just being silly with us because uh, I did enjoy him humming some Disney tunes to us. So I, I thought that was fun. So I went ahead and shared it, and I just kind of hoped I was talking to Heather. So, well, I hope Gisetti calls back because he wanted to share something with us. And, indeed, he did call back, and he shared this with us. Hello, the Neverland Podcast. This is Giuseppe again. How are you? How's
7: everyone doing? I wanted to give you a trip report. Um, I ran the marathon on Friday at Disneyland. I know everyone was supposed to run the 5K, but I ran the marathon. Let me explain. I was running the 5K. I wanted to make better time, so I got in a taxi cab, and it took me much farther and he let me out because I did not have any money. And I kept, I was running back in the 5K. I fell in love with Snow White. She was so beautiful. No seven dwarfs, but she did have a husband. Uh, he did not take too kindly to my advances on Snow White, so I kept running. He was a very good runner, by the way, uh, much better than me. I tried to catch another cab and, The end of the story is I did run a marathon, and I'm calling you from the Disney jail right now. I wondered if you could possibly get me out, maybe post a bail. Uh, You'll have to speak to Goofy. Anyway, this is Giuseppe uh, in the Disneyland jail for you, the Neverland podcast. Seriously, can you please post a bail? Anyway, bye-bye. (laughs)
1: Well, Gazzetti, I'm sorry you wound up in Disney jail, but thank you for calling. But uh, I I can't really get there to bail you out, but here's a trick that uh, we Neverlanders like to use. Since we always have a pixie in our pocket, we tend to like to spread a little pixie dust on the guards. Then they usually get pretty happy and decide, oh, what a wonderful day. You know what? Let's just let you out. So if you have your pixie with you, try that. Give give a little pixie dust to that guard, and we'll just see what happens. And uh, hopefully they let you go, because really, you no, you were just trying to enjoy a day at disney and run a little marathon you know you weren't causing too much trouble right because who doesn't fall in love with snow white my goodness uh but also i have another voicemail that this did also as well uh crack me up almost as much as jazetti
7: hello the neverland podcast this is don juanito calling uh
1: And that's where it stops. It just suddenly cuts off. So I'm wondering if Don was running the marathon at some point as well, and maybe he fell in a pothole? (laughs) I don't know. He just gone. Was that quick? So, but thanks for calling. Uh, I did have a, a, a bit of fun with those. Those were really actually kind of cracked me up uh, the way those turned out. But uh, we need to, to kind of get moving along here. So, let's take a ride with Jesse back at the Friends of the Magic event, hosted by Paul Berry, not Tony Pascale. He didn't have anything in there. Or Pascal. I'm not sure how you say his last name. I'm sorry. But, uh, you know, Friends of the Magic 2014. Of course, we sent Lost Boy Jesse there. And uh, because it's appropriate uh, for this show uh let's have let's follow him along on a ride on star tours okay,
2: okay. I know exactly what time you yeah. depart. You have do your job, and I'll be right
7: back. Excuse me, Captain. Who are you? C. Trillian, Systems Analyst.
2: Uh, it's about time. Binary Motivators acting up. Well, Binary is like a second language, even. I you fix the motivator from here.
1: Just make it quick. We're scheduled to depart in a few minutes.
2: So there, there's no time to lose. Off of you. Go on. Go. <sighs> go. Two, <three>, two. androids. <laughs> Ready. <laughs> now, one, go. Oh, now this is malfunctioning too. This could take longer than I thought. <laughs> 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 information. When the automatic doors have opened, please proceed directly across the ramp into the cabin. Continue to move all the way across your aisle, filling in every available seat. Galactic regulations require that all carry-on items be safely stowed beneath your seats. To fasten your restraint, use the yellow strap to pull the belt out from the right side of the seat and snap the belt into the buckle on your left. For your safety, remain seated throughout your flight with your restraints securely fastened, and please watch your children. Para su seguridad, permanezcan sentados con el cinturón de seguridad acostumbrado y cuiden a los pequeñitos. Do not put on your flight glasses until instructed to do so by a crew member. One final reminder, smoking and photography are never permitted on any Star Tours flight. If you have any questions, don't hesitate to ask a Star Tours agent. You'll be boarding in just a few moments. Thank you. for immediate ordering Alright,
5: everybody in row one right
4: here, tug
5: on those yellow belts, make sure you're not taking front row, tug on the seat second row to the belt. Alright, row three, guys, tug on the seat belts, everybody in four, tug on the belts, and then back row, tug on the belts. Okay, go ahead and throw in your fight
2: glasses That Alright.
0: Star Tours 1401, you are cleared for departure. Initiate takeoff sequence. What? Auto
2: takeoff sequence initiated. Auto D2, what's going on here? We are not ready for takeoff. The captain isn't on board yet. You never can't find this thing. No, neither can you. We need a proper pilot. The Snow Pumpers will be deactivated for sure. Hold it right there, Captain. Uh, I'm not actually the captain. We're looking for this rebel spy. Have you seen her? Come no, on, know this guy's not possibly be a spy. did? Yeah. This is the speeder we're looking for, please do Now what? It is Admiral Ackbar. By now you know that our Star Speeder is carrying an agent
3: battle to our rebel call. The Spy? Precisely. Deliver her safely to the rendezvous point I am
2: transmitting to your R2 unit. Good luck, and may the Force be with you. R2-D2, what are
0: you saying? This is madness!
6: from me.
5: Say goodbye, rebel spies! sonic
2: bombs! Thank you! No! Don't start, Roto! Now get us out of here! us! We were concerned about you! Is our agent safe? Safe, but perhaps a little shaken. We're grateful you made it! You are all heroes of the rebellion! I'd rather like the sound of that! But- The Empire is watching. Pardon me but how do we get back to a Star Tours terminal? Please remain seated until the captain has opened the exit doors. You may then unlatch your safety restraint by pressing the release button on your left. Make sure you have all your personal belongings as you exit. Thank you for flying Star Tours. Goodbye.
6: Once a year, Disney fans from all across the country converge on one little town. Once a year, cartoonists and artists are invited to share their talents, stories, and art with these Disney fans. Once a year, the magic of Disney is centrally located in one place, Walt Disney's boyhood home, Marceline, Missouri. The Neverland Podcast invites you to come to TuneFest 2014 in Marceline, Missouri, September 20th, 2014 for a visit to the original Main Street USA. Jeremy, host of the Neverland Podcast, will be there to meet you with prizes. Be one of the first to find me and tell me where you
1: heard this promo and you win. It's kind of like, where's Waldo?
6: only with a bit of Disney magic thrown in. He could be watching the parade, shopping for classic Disney items in the antique shops, exploring the Walt Disney Hometown Museum, listening to a cartoonist at the community center, visiting Walt's Dreaming Tree, or eating something.
1: I'll be the guy in the Neverland Podcast t-shirt stuffing his face. Small town festivals have some of the best food.
6: Kettle corn. Mm. <clears throat> For full details, visit www.neverlandpodcast.com or www.toonfest.net. If you're planning to make a trip to Marceline, Missouri on September 20th, Jeremy would love to meet you. The parade begins on Main Street at 10 a.m. Central Time. Don't miss it. All
1: right, Neverlanders, we have special guests with us because we are not alone in Neverland. Have you ever looked up into the sky or maybe when you're flying with your pixie and noticed there are people skywalking around in Neverland and wondered, who are these people and what is skywalking anyway? Well, they're the people from Skywalking Through Neverland and their names are Sarah and Richard and they are here. Hooray! Hey, hey, hey.
4: Hi, everyone.
1: Hey, hey, skywalkers. Hey hey, Skywalkers, and hey hey, Neverlanders, all my lost boys and pixies out there. Which the Pixies should get along real well with you, sir, because your online name is Jedi Tink. Yes. Works perfectly. Now we're a little afraid of you, Richard, because I see on Twitter that you are Sith Rich. Okay, now you two on uh, very early on in your podcast, I believe it was probably the first episode, uh, you guys told a really cute story actually of how you two met. And it is very Star Wars related. And since that's what we're going to talk about, uh, I got to have you tell the Neverlanders about it.
4: Okay. Well, it was about seven years ago now? 2005?
5: It was nine years ago. Oh, my goodness.
4: Well, all right. So. In 2005, Halloween, I went to a Halloween swing dance at a place I always go to, and so whenever there's new, new faces there, I'm always kind of interested, especially when they're young new faces in my age range, and especially when they're dressed as Anakin Skywalker. So I saw this guy across the room dressed as Anakin Skywalker, and I went up to him and I said, can I dance with the Jedi?
5: At that point, I knew she was mine. <laughs> Someday I'm going to marry this This bar, bar maid wench
4: girl <laughs> <laughs> Yes
5: And the moral of the story being
1: When someone asks if you're a Jedi You, you say, say yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> But I thought that was a very cute story when you told us, like, "Oh, it's even Star Wars." This, it's, it's just on, it's just awesome on so many levels. Oh, because well, when so. you're
5: when I you go out as Anakin, most people outside of conventions and cosplaying will say, "Oh, you're Luke Skywalker."
4: <laughs> <laughs> nope.
5: Yeah. No. So the fact that Sarah calling me a Jedi, I knew who she, I knew she knew who I was. Right. And we we talked a little bit about Star Wars that night. And I, we
4: went to Disneyland for our, our Valentine's Day, you know, first Valentine's so Day. wasn't until I saw
5: you three months later.
4: Right, well, yeah, that's true, because yeah. you never returned to that dance club no, for a while. Yeah, then the
5: holidays, and I was busy. Yeah, that's true. Hmm. And three months later, I came back, and I saw Sarah over there, but she wasn't wearing her barmaid outfit anymore.
4: What was I wearing?
5: A very nice outfit. <laughs> <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> <laughs> Just the barmaid outfit just kind of showed off your barmaids. I know. <laughs> oh, my. Hey,
1: family show, family show. I know, I know.
5: <laughs>
1: oh, my goodness. So, uh, other than the movies themselves, what would be, like, a favorite Star Wars memory? I'm you know, I'm thinking, like, Star Wars related because that would be a really good Star Wars memory. But you have any other memories associated with Star Wars that oh, always kind of pops up?
5: I have 37 years full of Star Wars memories. <laughs> but one that comes to mind is... On March the 8th of 2008, when I knew that was the day I was going to propose to Sarah. Aww. And I lured her down to the Japanese gardens here in Long Beach, California, where, as we're going through the gardens, out pops Mary Poppins and Bert from Mary Poppins. And that's Sarah's favorite movie, other than Star Wars. (laughs) (laughs) Who sang her a, a nice, personalized, jolly holiday ditty. Yes. And then we sat down on a bench. I got down on one knee and proposed, only I forgot the ring. (laughs) But who's always there to save the day? R2! Oh, cool. (laughs) Then R2 comes rolling out from behind the bushes with Sarah's engagement ring. Oh, you definitely outdid me. (laughs) (laughs) And that's my favorite Star Wars memory. That's a very
1: good one. <laughs> My proposal was was lame compared to that. My wife was uh, uh, she teaches biology at school, but while uh, before she was at the school, she worked at a local state park and she was doing programs for the campers, you know, the nature programs they do if you ever go camping mm-hmm. and uh, so I usually I would just kind of show up kind of being supportive because I was that kind of guy you know and uh, so she goes and she asks for questions and so I just pop up and say, "Well, I've got one. How would you like to marry me?"
4: <laughs> oh.
1: It wasn't much, but
4: no, that's she cute. stayed out a left food.
5: Unexpected? <laughs>
4: yeah.
1: Well, it wasn't that unexpected. She had already picked out an engagement ring and knew I was going for it. So. <laughs>
7: You're
1: a
5: smart man. Never, ever pick out a girl's jewelry. Let them do it. Exactly. Yes. Jewelry and clothes and shoes. It's true. <laughs> and true. wine.
4: Yeah.
5: <laughs> always let them do it.
4: Well, and always let me choose my own Star Wars memory? Exactly. Yeah, that was a good segue. See, <laughs> I was segging.
5: Wow. I... <laughs> so wait a minute, did I just force a memory
4: on you? No, 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 you didn't at all. <laughs> oh, I, that was no. a segue. Yes. We, I guess we it...
5: need Rob Dillinger to create a segue alert. Yes. Exactly.
4: <laughs> <laughs> well, my favorite Star Wars memory, I, I was thinking about it, and there's many, of course, from when I was 10 to now, but I, I think Star Wars Celebration six in uh, Orlando... When was that, 2012? 2012. 2012. It seemed like my whole... It was
5: two years ago this weekend. Oh,
4: my... Really? Yeah. Oh, yay. Well, it <laughs> seemed like my whole life had been, like, just leading up to this moment of, of you know, I had Richard by my side, and, you know, we, we, were, we were together in a whole big Star Wars, like, group, you know, just, just meeting all these people who were all just so in tune with us. And it was amazing and awesome and i had made my jedi tink costume and and that was getting rave reviews and so just meeting all the people plus the jedi tink plus plus then going to disney world right after that for the, on the same vacation it just it, star wars and disney it just seemed like my whole life was like oh leading up to this awesome moment <laughs> <of> fandom <laughs>
1: Yeah, um, I'd say my Star Wars best memory is actually more linked to Richard's memory in that uh, before my wife and I actually even started dating, it's it's kind of this funny story. It, It would make a great romantic comedy. Uh, we had been kind of best friends for a long time, and all of our friends kept asking us, well, what's the story with you two? And we were like, I don't know. Hmm. Because I had already had asked her out once, and she had turned me down.
4: Oh, you're in the friend zone.
1: (laughs) I was in the friend zone, and I thought that's where I belonged. Little did I know that after she had had friended me off, she thought, why did I do that? Uh... So nobody was saying anything. But uh, we went and we stood in line though for Star Wars Episode One together, which to me was like awesome. It's like, oh my gosh, she actually wants to go watch a Star Wars movie with me and stand in line. So, Aww. and actually, even thanks to her, we've uh, got a bunch of we've got a poster for every Star Wars movie, and I'm actually sitting right next to a very large Darth Vader because she is a huge
5: Star Wars fan too. So,
1: yay! Nice. Oddly enough,
5: we're sitting right next to a six foot Darth Vader ourselves. Where, where are you located? Where do you live? Kansas City, Missouri,
1: right yeah. where Walt Disney had his first failed studio laughogram. Oh. <laughs> I can definitely add into the saying how your wife can get comments and cosplay. Uh, actually, the I think it was the first Halloween we had to, together back when we first got married. Uh, there was uh, some people I had met at my workplace that uh, his church was doing like this big concert slash Halloween party thing, and actually had some bands in there playing, and it had a costume contest. And I showed up, and I thought I was being creative because I had I put on a Spider-Man suit that had kind of ripped a little bit because I, it was it was a size too small for me. And so I put on some jeans and kind of put on a bit of a, a zip-up kind of a hoodie type of thing and had a, an old-style camera and some glasses on. And so I actually was transitioning between Peter Parker and Spider-Man. I was that, that midway thing. And, they, and so I kind of got in on the costume contest, and they were going to pick two finalists. And of the other finalists was my wife. Now, my wife is six foot tall. Oh. And she had a full Viking-style, kind of uh, very leggy, showy, kind of uh, you know, nice little Valkyrie headdress, and I let her borrow my sword from the Renaissance Festival. It's wooden, but it still looks cool. So we were actually the two finalists for the costume contest, but because she looked a lot hotter as a Valkyrie than I did as a, uh, as a Peter Parker slash Spider-Man, that uh, she won handily. So, <laughs> wow. so I understand that when you have your wife in cosplay and everybody's paying attention to her
5: and you're like, what
4: about me? <laughs> 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 Richard likes that yeah. anonymity <laughs> <laughs>
5: yeah, I love that she gets the attention I get just to hang back Get to hide. Well, I'm an extrovert, so I like attention. <laughs> well, I'm an extrovert too, but time and place. <laughs> yeah, time
1: and place. I've learned to balance because my wife is very introverted, so I have to learn to balance things so I
5: don't make
1: her nuts. Mm-hmm. So That still means I get in trouble a lot, though.
5: Well, I've, I've had 30-some-odd years of going to conventions, dress, dressing up and people taking pictures and, and stuff, so now it's Sarah's turn. <laughs> there you go. Okay. That's
1: lightsaber. So, why is it you think these movies have remained culturally relevant
5: for all of these years? Because they're awesome. Well, that's a good answer.
4: <laughs> well, I have, I have more of an intelligent answer. Well, Ooh. awesome is great. I, no, no, no.
5: It's basic. It's right down to the core. It is.
4: It is. I agree. I agree. But, Edit. No. no. <laughs> but I just want to say that I, I think, have you ever read, Jeremy, uh, Star Wars, The Magic of Myth?
1: Uh, no, but I think I probably know what they studied up on. I did take a, uh, a class in high school that was uh, mythology and legend, and we went through the hero's journey. Is mm-hmm. that where we're going?
4: Cut. Yeah, yeah. Basically, this, this book, when I read it, just really opened my eyes because it... Not only does it evaluate how Star Wars is the Joseph Campbell's hero cycle, how it falls mm-hmm. how it follows that exactly, but it also all the designs, all the the helmet designs and the the blaster designs and even the costume designs are based in something real, something tangible, some reality. And so, I think that coupled with the fact that it's it follows the Joseph Ham- Campbell's I can't say that. The Joseph Campbell's hero cycle uh, makes it a modern myth. And therefore, it, it's something that's going to stay with our culture always.
1: Yeah. I would definitely agree with that. In fact, my, uh, my teacher in that class actually prever- prepared a program that he had in the evening and invited uh, you know parents, teachers, whatever, to come. And he actually showed clips from Star Wars following the hero's journey throughout the uh, trilogy. It was so cool.
4: Nice. So,
1: <laughs> that was yeah. the, probably the greatest teacher I ever had. <laughs> that's your tax dollars at work Exactly About time. Uh, We got to read The Hobbit in that class <laughs> I mean, nice. But it was an English class
4: Yeah, that's awesome
1: so, Yeah, so I'm, I'm well versed uh, Okay, now I want to of course Relate this back into of course our major topic Of course by opening now in Star Wars As we have coming and now we finally have A release date for Star Wars Rebels Yes Which I didn't memorize but I announced There's it on my last show And I think you guys did too
5: a number it's, of releases. Uh, well,
4: October third is the release date for uh, release proper on Disney XD.
5: For Spark of the Rebellion. For Spark right. of Rebellion. It's their one hour movie.
4: And then October thirteenth is the release date for the series. Right. Correct? But then
5: going back Yes. Spark of Rebellion is going to have a preview on September 29th.
4: Right. Well it's gonna be released but only on people who can view it video on demand. On their mm-hmm. TVs.
5: Which you have to have like and Time
4: certain-
1: Warner, I think, around here. And since I'm using DirecTV, uh, I don't get to do the early oh, viewing. Oh,
4: I'm
1: But silly. I'm patient.
4: Yes. Well, it's just five more days. Five more days is all you have to wait.
1: Yeah, five days is just a work week. And I can survive many of those. So, But the nice thing is is I'm, I'm kind of uh, getting caught up. I've actually been re-watching The Clone Wars. And I have not yet watched season six. Ooh.
6: You know what? Put so- it on
1: pause. We'll wait.
6: <laughs> okay, <laughs> uh,
1: but uh, so I was wondering if you think there was anything that maybe was teased in the sixth season that we might see followed up in Rebels, uh, but without spoiling anything because I might not be the only one that is is kind of working his way back through.
5: Simple answer, no. Yeah, you don't think so? Uh, we don't think uh, so. No, that's that's what Dave Filoni has said many many times before. Each one is its own series, which I'm, is cool. So it's it's not going to lead into it. I'm sure at some point you're going to see characters, perhaps characters, or even in that seven minute trailer, those that fruit that, they, that vendor was selling was from the Clone Wars. Oh, that's a very small thread, but nice I, catch. Sh- <laughs> <Thank> you. <laughs> I'm sure there's going to be other threads. There there has to be.
4: Well, we already know that Obi Wan Kenobi is confirmed.
5: Yes. Uh To be I mean, in
4: Rebels by I, James Arnold Taylor. I
5: doubt we're going to see Ahsoka or Captain Rex, but you're going to see right. other characters, probably maybe
4: periphery, a, per- peripheral characters.
1: Yeah, maybe or some even, bounty hunters come or even back a around.
5: Mention of one, oh. like maybe the Embera arc, or just something from from the Clone Wars. I'm sure we're going to hear something about that. And there's already been a, a, a was it a book that had Ezra and Bosk? Oh. So we're going to see, even though Boss is from the Empire Strikes Back, right? we're going to see he's more prominently shown in the Clone Wars, and now he's teaming up with Ezra for some reason, or maybe hunting Ezra. Or, well, I think, know.
4: if anything, in Star Wars Rebels, you're going to see many, many ties to A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi before you'll see ties to any of the prequels or Clone Wars.
1: Yeah, I'm really hoping to see maybe where there's a
5: transition between Clone Troopers and the stormtroopers we're familiar with. Oh, I was judging by the, the concept art and just the pictures and, and cells and the cells, yeah. Not anymore. Uh, the Stormtroopers pretty much are like ninety eight percent there.
1: Yeah. Seems that way from that seven minute preview which I was so giddy. Weren't <laughs> oh, we all Oh, yes, and I, the funny thing is I didn't even realize it was about to be on. I was trying to catch that Phineas and Ferb special, which I, I missed both times, but Aww. I caught in, and the credits were rolling, and I was like, oh, dang, I missed. I wonder if that was going to have been any good, because I'm not a fan of Phineas and Ferb, but by any stretch, but I wanted to see it. But then suddenly here comes that preview, and I was like,
3: oh, <gasps>
1: <laughs> So, oh. And I loved the style. I loved the music that they had. It sounded like John Williams. I loved the sound effects We're back of a TIE fighter flying in. And everything looked like Ralph McQuarrie art. I was like, this is the greatest show. And yeah.
4: So, yeah, I'm it's going to be really that. exciting to see that.
1: To see. Yes. This is the animated series we really wanted to see for all these years, because the Clone Wars it's a pretty good show, but that's not what we grew up with when when we we're about our age. you know we're, we're like wanting something that that builds on the trilogy that that made us love Star Wars to begin with. and the only series we've gotten at this point was a pretty cute little ewok cartoon and a a nonsensical droid cartoon that the whole time I was like, "When were they owned by this guy? What's going on?" It's like, here's the characters, but I don't recognize them somehow. So this, oh, I feel like I've waited 30 years for this too. <laughs> but uh, that actually takes care of one of the questions I had if we expected some uh, some characters to make appearances. But uh, I had a list of different characters that I would kind of like to see pop up. Like maybe see Vader do something a little bit or maybe even the Emperor, perhaps even Grand Moff Tarkin maybe makes an appearance.
5: I'm sure they're going to follow that same Marvel comics series that we had in the 70s and 80s where Vader wasn't always the villain of the issue, but we'd see him rolling in and out every couple of episodes, couple of mm-hmm. issues rather. And I'm sure we're going to see him uh, a couple of times a season, just maybe giving the Inquisitor some direction or him having to take action into his own hands. I hope we don't see too much of him because this is not really... His story, right? Yeah, and I don't want them to overuse him, right? And I would like to see Tarkin. I don't want to see the Emperor, just because in Star Wars we never saw the Emperor. That's true. He was in his in his uh, throne room or wherever he was, and just being guarded by himself. Yeah, I wasn't really. I didn't. I don't really think until Return of the Jedi, where he had to come out and talk to Vader one on one, that he did. I I think he was very very secluded up until that point.
1: Yeah, it seems that way. He was sitting around, and if you uh, if you've seen the robot chicken, he was sitting around like ordering lunch over the phone and mm-hmm. yelling at Darth Vader over the phone for letting the Death Star get blown by, blown up by a farm boy.
5: Yeah, yeah. Don't think that's going to be an episode <laughs> seven at all, or even the Rebels series. Or, you, you never know. Probably never not. Know. <laughs> It'd be funny if they worked that in there somehow. And they just said, "Oh, it's canon now. Accept it." Yeah, exactly. and something else I'm actually
1: hoping for is I'd like to see a little bit more of Boba Fett's development because we've seen him as a little boy and uh, I would like to see him maybe as a teenager as he's slowly beginning to earn that reputation if they just take a little side trip with Boba Fett I'd be happy Yeah,
5: Boba Fett and Boba Fett where? (laughs) and Darth Maul I really want to know Maybe I said well, too much. <laughs> wait a minute. Yeah. Well, uh, I oh. did
1: see Darth Maul come back as a weird spider guy. And oh, okay. To me, it seemed the okay. silliest idea. It depends on where
5: you are in the Clone Wars. I, I don't want to say too much. Yeah. Uh, I, well, I did see that part of I don't remember
1: what season it is. But uh, I know there is a gap in the Clone Wars that I didn't see because we, we shut off our cable and uh, we were trying to save money. And so I missed probably one or two seasons somewhere in the middle. But I don't remember what seasons they were, which is why I started, you know, let's just watch from the beginning because it'll be great. Yeah, so.
5: I, I really – well – Guy's kind of out of the bag now, so I really want to see Darth Maul. Yeah. That would find be a out great bridge between the them. prequels and this era. Mm-hmm.
1: I still want to know what happened to Ahsoka, but I'm pretty sure that popped up in like season five or six
5: from what I've heard. So I will wait. Keep watching. She opens up yeah. cupcake stand on Oradon. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Once again I ruined
1: it. <laughs> Oh, no, spoilers. Didn't you just have a nice long discussion about that? (laughs) About the techno retro dads? (laughs) Which, by the way, I'm completely with you on the back of the Phantom Menace soundtrack. I remember when I bought that, I read that, and I was like, no! And then I had it with me over at a community college that I was at, and my friends would be like, oh, cool, the Phantom
5: Menace soundtrack's What's on it? And I would say, don't look at the back! (laughs) They should have... And back in 1983 when they released the Star the return of the Jedi action figures, they actually blurred out the two Ewoks. Wow. Low gray and Chief Chirpa because they didn't want people to know too soon what the Ewoks looked like. So, so that's that what they should start. have done with these.
1: Exactly. Well, it could have been worse. Uh, Philip loves to uh, complain about this story he has that when before he had gotten to see Empire Strikes Back, his cousin had Actually, you know, had just came back from the movie, ran over to his house or whatever, and said, "Oh my gosh, Darth Vader is Luke's father," and ruined oh. the whole thing.
4: Oh, <laughs>
5: yeah, I think as kids, you just you just don't know better. You're just so excited.
4: Yeah, it's kind of it, like you, Santa Claus isn't real. Hey, 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 hey,
5: no. No, no, no. there no. may be children
1: edit, listening. Edit, 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 <laughs> <laughs> edit, edit. Uh, well, you know, I accidentally spoiled something for myself. Speaking of once again, my, my friend Philip. Santa Claus. And, <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Exactly. But, uh, uh, nice going, Sarah.
5: A... Nice going, exactly.
1: But now she's going to say there's no
5: Easter bunny. Hey, hey, come on, come on. No need to be silly now.
1: I am the Easter bunny. <laughs> oh, well, I need more eggs.
4: I'm trying to make
1: an egg salad. Okay. Anyways, but, anyways, uh, all right. My mother, I think, thought Empire Strikes Back was too dark, and so she wouldn't let me watch it. So I'd watched the first one all over and over again, all over. It was on HBO or whatever. Uh, but so she didn't let me watch it. So what I did is I found the book at the school library and I read the book of The Empire Strikes Back. So I at least had an idea of things before I had gotten to see the movie. But uh, OK, so once again, over with my buddy Philip, uh, his mother used to cut hair. And my mom thought, well, we'll just go over there and she can cut your hair and everything. So while I'm there getting a haircut... They, uh, The rest of the family is in, in the the living room, and they're watching Return of the Jedi, and I'm kind of seeing a little bit of the end, but then I get to see the conversation between Han and Leia there at the end. He's my brother. And I said, what? And they all looked at me like, what, you haven't seen this? No, I haven't even seen Empire yet. And they were like, oh, no, and stopped the movie, and we're freaking out. Like, we just ruined the whole thing. Oh, so. Didn't ruin anything for me, because the funny thing is I actually saw Return of the Jedi before I saw The Empire Strikes Back, which worked out okay, because I had read the book, so at least I know what the story was supposed to be. That's
4: good. Well, I was introduced to it all backwards anyway. I saw Return of the Jedi first, then Empire, then Star Wars. So I never got that that pivotal moment of, uh, you know, I am your father. It was very sad. (laughs)
1: Oh, uh, that was actually something kind of fun with – once again, I got I got stories on Philip all over the place. Uh, but his – well, now wife, but when they first started dating, we found out she hadn't seen any Star Wars movies. Uh, so How is that so, possible? I, well, uh, we won't get into that. Uh, let's just say very sheltered family. <laughs> but uh, – so what we thought is, hey, well, we've got all, all three movies. Let's just have movie nights for the next three weeks, and we'll, we'll have her watch the trilogy with us. It'll be great. And so we were making sure we didn't reveal anything. We kept our mouths shut and all this stuff, not knowing that she did kind of have a clue on some things. Uh, although it, it, she was kind of thinking that Leia was, was Padme's mo- mother and had that backwards, but she knew about Darth <laughs> Vader being Luke's father. And she, she actually asked that, oh, so that's Darth Vader. Now, he's Luke's father, right? And we're all going, I don't know, is he? Trying to <laughs> salvage something. But but it was kind of fun. She still had a lot of surprises that uh, she hadn't known. But it's it's really fun to watch people experience for the first time. Although I don't think she became full fan of it as much as we were hoping she would. But he married her anyway. So, oh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it works out, and you know, she probably likes it more than she lets on, but she doesn't get overly excited about too many things. But, anyways, <laughs> I've still got more questions, and I'm just gonna go ramble. Um, so, uh, what do we know about the state of the galaxy as Rebels is beginning?
5: The Empire is messing everything up for everybody, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're just getting into well, they've been into power for about 14 years now, and they're still just Uh, throwing down their heavy hand on every star system that they can. So it's all just an empire-suppressive galaxy.
1: Yeah, I really liked in the seven-minute preview, we finally get to see just how evil that empire was to, to regular people when they're persecuting just shopkeepers. Mm-hmm. it's like, yeah. yes, this, now I understand where the, where the people's point of view of, of living under the Empire, what that would be like. And I, I really hope they expand on that to show just how oppressive it was. Because the most evil we really see of the Empire in the first film really is when they blow up Alderaan. And you're like, oh, these people are sick. you know. But until then, they're, they're just, okay, well, we were told in the beginning that they're an evil Empire, so we just accept that and move on. But when
5: we see them blow up a planet, we're like, oh, yeah, you you got to go down. Yeah, But as bad as that is, they're, you don't see anyone's faces, so it's pretty much a faceless planet. Whereas when you see them kicking around this little uh, fruit vendor, then you can put a face on who's being bullied. Right. We even saw a touch of this in the Star Wars Holiday Special. You know, for, for better or for worse, if people like it or not, that's not the issue I'm trying to make here. But when that Imperial Commander walks into Sandan, who's played by Art Carney, into his shop... Just takes what he wants, puts it in his belt, and walks away.
4: And Art Carney can't say anything.
5: (laughs) Can't say anything. Yeah. Nope. Which reminds me of an
1: odd detail that I actually saw from my time hop from a few years ago. Uh, The only time I've actually tried to sit through the holiday special, I noticed Art Carney mentioning that in his shop he has a proton pack. So apparently his customers are Wookiees and Ghostbusters. Exactly. (laughs) But, of course, that was I think predating Ghostbusters, so nobody would have caught that until later, But I always thought that was cool when i the one time I attempted to watch the holiday special, which oh, you
5: haven't you haven't watched it yet?
1: Uh, I could hardly no Clone stomach Wars, it.
5: Wars, no holiday Special? Ugh. Well,
1: because I was taken from one of Philips old videotapes and I was converting it onto the computer in order to make a DVD. And I'm not even sure I made myself a copy, but I probably still have it on my computer. And maybe one day I'll try to sit through it, but I was getting nauseous. It was so bad. Well,
5: you can't judge until you've seen it.
1: Uh, I've seen enough, but yeah. I'll, I'll try again sometime. All uh, right. I, I'm thinking I will.
4: <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay, so now what do we know about the lead characters in Rebels and the actors portraying them? I haven't followed up on this as well as I probably should have because I mainly focus on a lot of Marvel type of things because I'm a comic book reader at 37 years old. So, yeah, I, I really lost count on this sort of thing.
5: Well, it's let me see here. Kanan is a Jedi that survived Order 66 and now he is on the run and he is there's a, a the ragtag team aboard the main ship the Ghost, which is the rebels version of the Millennium Falcon
4: or the Firefly, Firefly <laughs> ship if you want to <laughs> call it that too. It's it's very similar. Sure. It's very parallels.
5: Sure, sure. I'm going to go with the Millennium Falcon. Yeah,
4: Millennium Falcon, yes. And the ship is owned actually by Hera Syndulla, who is a female Twi'lek. Yes. And,
5: and as from what we know, there's a little little backstory between Kanan and Hera.
4: Yeah, there might be some little romance we're gonna there. We're going
5: to see in a new novel called A New Dawn that comes out in just a few weeks. Oh my that goodness, leads- there's novels already based off these characters? Oh yes. yeah. Yes. That wow. leads up to Star Wars Rebels. And uh, Vanessa Marshall plays Hera. Mm-hmm. And we are proud to say that we're a friend of hers.
4: Yeah. I know
5: I've heard that name before too. What has she done some other stuff?
4: Uh yeah, she's been like Wonder Woman. And Spider uh, Woman. Yeah. She's
1: been a, a ton, ton of things. A ton
4: of voice um voice names.
1: Did she do that Spider Woman motion comic that they did uh however many years ago it was?
5: I wish I knew the answer to that. I am oh. it Yeah. <laughs> I know, know she was a Spider Woman, but with so many in- incarnations of every Marvel yeah it's hard to keep track of who's doing what
1: yeah and and i really don't have the funding to buy all of these dvds they keep putting out too
5: (laughs) and freddie prince jr is canaan which i i I hear his name and i just think of freddie from scooby-doo right yeah (laughs) now
4: but in in the uh little clips that we've seen is actually kind of a sexy voice so i'm pleased with Freddie Prince Jr. Yeah
1: yeah 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 I'll take your word for it as a woman there.
4: <laughs> well I gotta I gotta lend my female voice to the show.
1: Mm-hmm. There yeah. you go. We always need a female opinion. It always
4: works. Yes.
1: So I just think his wife is
5: better looking than he is.
4: <laughs> who's,
5: as do I. Who's his wife?
4: Hmm. Oh meh, who's his wife? Doesn't matter. Okay.
1: <laughs> she's still pretty, and we're allowed to say that she's pretty.
4: Oh, that's fine.
1: See. <laughs> We know where the line is.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, uh,
1: well, so is there a character amongst us that you're most excited about?
4: Well, I'm I'm excited about Hera just because you know we we met Vanessa Marshall and now I can kind of. Um, you know, say, oh, this is a person I know, and, you know, yeah, it's her voice. there's
5: a character there for everybody. Yes. Yeah. yeah Kanan is more of the father figure, Hera the mother, mother figure. Mother figure, definitely. And Sabine, she's the Mandalorian graffiti artist. She's the rebellious daughter type. hmm <laughs> And then there's Ezra, Ezra Bridger, played by Taylor Gray, and he's the, he's the kid with the force, he's the street kid, who doesn't really know he's got the Force, kind of like Anakin and Phantom Menace. Yeah. He, or, he, he or, knew he had something.
4: Right, or Aladdin.
5: Exactly. Aladdin never had the Force. <laughs> I've seen Aladdin a hundred times. I've never noticed he had the Force. Yes,
1: it's still three a good wishes. correlation. It's, it's a street rep, but he's more than what he seems. He's exactly. a diamond in the rough. Yeah, see? See? Uh, <laughs> I don't follow you. <laughs> well,
5: That's okay. Who else? You don't have to follow because we're not leading anywhere.
4: well who else rounds out the cast we have have Zeb and
5: Zeb uh, is a character I'm very excited about because he is pretty much the inspiration for Chewbacca as designed by Ralph McQuarrie back Mm -hmm. in the the mid 70's and I'm very excited about him because when I first saw him that's what I immediately thought of since this Rebels is it should be named Ralph McQuarrie's Star Wars the Rebels
1: (laughs) But they no good idea ever gets completely abandoned, is what this series
5: proves. Oh, yeah. Oh, the Clone Wars proved that many, many times. That, too.
1: Very much so.
4: So Zeb is voiced by Stephen Blum, Steve Blum, uh, who actually on uh, Twitter, I believe he's at BlumSpew, and it's kind of fun to follow him, because he says fun things.
5: <laughs>
7: uh,
4: but, uh, so, Richard, you're most excited about, about this character, Zeb?
5: I'm, I'm very excited about the look of him. Okay. Um. Uh, Speaking of Steve, I don't, I don't know if it's Blum or Bloom. I've heard it both ways. Oh. I, I kind of wish he had a different sounding voice. Oh, really? Just because he's got that big, rough, and gruff voice that you expect to come out of him. I, I kind of like when uh, in Batman, when you heard... Um, what do you call him? Uh, the guy who talks like this.
4: in ba- The guy who voices Batman? The
5: guy uh, in Batman, the last movie guy with oh. the mask, Zane, oh, Bane, Bane, Bane. Bane,
1: Bane. Yeah, Bane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy who
5: sounded like Patrick Stewart in a mask. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I like the way that they, they didn't go off of what, how you would think he would sound.
4: I hated that. I hate,
5: I hated that voice choice okay. too, but the point I'm trying to make is I wish they maybe chose just a little bit something that was almost like <laughs> Stewie from Family Guy. You don't expect <laughs> that voice. That come out of that baby.
1: <laughs> I would I have rather what,
5: heard a South American voice, since Bane is supposed to be a South
1: American character. Yeah,
5: mm-hmm. well, that was that's not the best example because I was I just hated <laughs> that with a passion. Right, but that's yeah. just what I'm going with there. Okay. Based
1: on his look, though, I would say Zeb is kind of your typical. He's like the bad boy of the group. He's your Wolverine character. Well, he's he's, a, he's
5: a, like the muscle. He's the muscle. Yeah, he's the exactly. Protector. So he's the one who's anyone gets anyone gets out of line, anyone tries to hurt his friends. He's I'm gonna, gonna step end right in. him. <laughs> oh, now let's let's talk about that. Okay. Let's talk about that. In the seven-minute trailer, Ezra does something, and Zeb says, "I'm going to end him." Now all of a sudden, everyone's up in arms because this big creature is going to kill this 14-year-old. Really? Oh. Yeah. Come on. Get over that. It's a cartoon, it's people. A, yeah. yeah. He's, I don't think that's what they were intending. I think it was just one of those threats. Like, how many times has someone said, "I'm going to kill that person"? Right. They yeah. don't intend to. That's no. just the way. That's just the, the expression. Words, their, yeah, their personal expressions. It's if, just releasing if the frustration. If Kanan were to say, "Hey, wait locally. a minute, Zeb, do you, are you really going to kill this kid?" He'd say, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! I didn't mean that." But now everyone's up in arms because it's a Disney show, and here we have this this character wanting to kill a fourteen year old. Oh.
1: Yeah, I think with the Disney connection, my wife is a little worried about that. Uh, she, I, I, it's just, I think it's a nightmarish vision in her head of seeing the Disney Castle logo right before seeing the Lucasfilm logo. <laughs> I, 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 and I keep trying to tell her, okay, well, look what they've done with Marvel. Now, I have a few complaints of what they've done with some of the Marvel animated series, but overall, putting that studio power behind the Marvel Studios has made these movies so much better and made me a very happy Marvel fan. Yeah, exactly. yeah, it's,
4: it's more about the marketing with Disney. Right.
5: You know, the, after the first time you see it, you'll get used to it. Just like we, we got, how would you get used to seeing the Warner Brothers logo right before the Clone Wars? Yes, yeah. that was very disconcerting, but yeah. you get over
1: it. And one thing I would probably note is in front of the Marvel movies, since they, they fulfilled their obligation with Paramount, there has been no Disney logo, just a Marvel logo. So my guess would be you'll just get a Lucasfilm logo. Mm. Maybe.
5: (laughs) I don't know. Mm. Mm.
1: It'll be sad to not hear that 20th Century Fox fanfare, but I'm sure they'll find a good way to cover for it.
5: Yeah, but you know what? Ten seconds into the movie, you're going to forget all about that.
1: Exactly, because it'll be putting up that long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, and everybody in
5: the crowd will go, yeah! Everyone's going to be saying, 20th
1: Century what? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Aren't those those people who ruined the X-Men? Oh well, not completely ruined, but they've done a lot of silly things. But that's a whole other well, episode.
5: Simon Kinberg, who is one of the executive producers uh, on Rebels, was the writer on last X Men movie, and I thought that was great. Yeah, it was I saw a good that, movie. I had a, I felt so much better about Rebels, knowing that wow, that was a phenomenal movie, and I can't wait to see what he's going to do with Rebels.
1: Yeah and it, it was definitely a good movie but uh, I've all, I've had issues with the fact that when you see Quicksilver there holding his twin sister as a baby <laughs> and not to mention that Havoc has now been brought up in the 60s when Havoc is Cyclops's younger brother. So but there's other issues but that's something that unless you oh, read that comics time you don't know. Traveling
5: they did yeah that's bound to happen.
1: Yeah. They they just don't seem to try to be accurate. But at least they're telling good stories. And so I really enjoyed that last movie. I didn't need to see Hugh Jackman that much. <laughs>
4: oh, I was perfectly okay yeah, with yeah, that. Yeah. Okay, oh,
1: I'm
5: sure you were. I made <laughs> Heather not look.
4: <laughs> okay. I love you, sweetie.
5: Yeah, Sarah's trying to rewind the film, but like Sarah, you can't rewind the film. <laughs> You'll have to find a way to edit the Blu-ray and just cut down. We
4: we were watching it in IMAX 3D. <laughs>
5: yeah. Sarah's trying to download an app. We can rewind a film that you're currently watching. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah, was
1: like, okay, well we'll move on. Back little- to Rebels. <laughs> uh, you're I- blushing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you've actually seen some of the toys in stores already, so tell me about some of those. I haven't gotten to see anything yet.
5: We've already bought some of the toys in yeah. the stores. Ooh. Yeah. you Yeah, when you see that plush chopper, you, you can't resist.
4: It's so cute.
5: It's very adorable, and there's just so much coming out now. And we bought a couple of other little odds and ends.
4: Uh, yeah, what What was the size chopper? bought the, the chopper. Bridger
5: mask. Oh,
4: what? yeah, the mask.
5: Mask. And I, at at some point you got to say okay hold on there's more coming out let's pace ourselves yeah, yeah yeah
4: yeah there's a there's a big giant X-wing fighter that's what is it forty dollars or something but it, it's like two and a half feet long
5: wow yeah but that's not really necessary the rebels line. right there's, well that's
4: the thing yeah we did not there's all get there's that. new
5: Star Wars toys right and with all the the rebels logo on it yeah
4: and you had the Inquisitor uh In- lightsaber
5: Inqu- yeah. Yeah, Which I kind of want to get that and see how that works.
4: Yeah. Because it, it doesn't come assembled, so you can't really see it yeah. what it looks like assembled until you buy it and take it home.
5: Right. But mm. it looks like it's going to fall apart for the first time you hit something.
4: Well, <laughs> yeah. Uh,
5: that's actually some, one of the things that
1: I've been confused about is, okay, so the Inquisitor, you hear it, and it sounds like it's going to be a command ship. But it's a guy. But I'm wondering, okay, well, the Inquisitor sounds like a title, so... What's his 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 name? Is he a Sith or who is the inquisitor? I th- no,
5: he's not a Sith. I
4: think he's like Darth Vader. He's a, he's an agent. Yeah. So so he has he has force powers and he's sent to to hunt down any remaining Jedi basically and he's he's voiced by Jason Isaacs, which Ooh. I think is super cool. Yeah.
1: Very cool. And yeah. for anyone who doesn't know who Jason Isaacs is, we'll just tell you to go watch some Harry Potter movies, uh, yes. starting with the second one, or watch The Patriot, or uh, he's watch He's Sirius the...
4: Black, right? Sirius Black? No, no, he's no, not Malfoy's Sirius Dad. Black. He Malfoy's. was uh, uh,
1: yeah, Lucius Dad. Malfoy.
4: Lucius Malfoy. Thank yes.
1: you. Yes, uh, he was also Get played a many. pretty good Captain Hook in a live-action Peter Pan uh, about what 2005 was that? Oh, cool. Yeah, he made a pretty good Captain Hook. Nice. Who yeah,
5: does? so he pretty much worked under Darth Vader, hunting down the Jedi. Which has made me wonder. Did you all play the Force Unleashed games?
4: We're not gamers.
1: Yeah. I thought we, maybe because of Star Wars you'd make an exception. Yeah, we well, tried.
4: we tried. Yeah, we just, we just can't spend that much time
5: playing
4: yeah. games. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I get into the Super Mario Brothers games, but that's about
5: it. Now that, now that we're podcasting. Yeah, there's like no there's time no, for anything no time. like that. I know I'm that asleep. feeling. No time I for backup. know that feeling.
1: Yeah. Except for I'm making time for Disney Infinity, too. I got to. I'm excited for that. But, yeah.
4: Uh, yeah.
1: But uh, my, where I was going with that is, okay, so they've introduced in uh, The Force Unleashed a character, uh, I, f- I forgot what his first name is, but they call him Starkiller, which is very appropriate, as you probably will know. Yeah. And he, he is the apprentice of Darth Vader that Darth Vader officially grooms, or officially grooms, but as secretly grooming to kill the Emperor. And uh, throughout the course of the first game I haven't played the second one yet uh, but uh, throughout the course of the first game uh, Darth Vader kind of hatches this plan in order to kind of catch the Emperor off guard what he needed him to do is like what we need is a, a full scale rebellion so you actually go undercover and are helping the rebellion until eventually your lead character realizes that the rebellion is right and Darth Vader has been using him all this time especially when he finds out Darth Vader killed his father spoiler warning um, so, But I was wondering, now with that character, uh, he was killed at the end of the first game, but the second one, there's like a clone of him or something. But I'm wondering, uh, because George Lucas really apparently did enjoy the story that they had come up with, and I know he wiped out a lot of the canon of the books and things, but I'm wondering if they'll find a way to introduce Starkiller into Rebels. But I don't suppose you've heard anything
5: about that possibly, having, have you? Uh, no, I haven't heard a thing. I, I can't see that happening. I would it love could. It <laughs> i could, I think we're going to stick with the Inquisitor. I just can't see them introducing yeah. him. They already yeah. have
4: a lot of characters to deal with. I think at this point they're more worried about everyone being able to identify with at least one or two of the characters and yeah. fleshing out their story arcs
5: and I onto a business sense, I don't know who owns the rights to starkiller mm. i don't I don't know if Disney does, so I doubt we're going to be seeing him. Well, I would figure he'd be owned by LucasArts, and, Di- and
1: Disney did buy LucasArts, didn't they, with the whole package? Well, yeah. they bought Star Wars, but they don't have the rights to the movies. Because uh, they bought mm. Lucasfilm. You're right. And uh, I know distribution rights, they just recently, uh, within the last, well, sometime of this past year, they bought the distribution rights for Indiana Jones, which got a lot of people buzzing, thinking, well, does that mean you're going to make some? Yeah. <laughs> uh,
5: but the— Wouldn't
1: hold my breath.
0: Right.
5: Yeah, the rights to Empire and Jedi don't come back up for sale until 2020 oh. mm. when uh, Fox's, that's when their contract is up. So I don't know if they have the first first rights to renew or what happens at that point. But as for Star Wars A New Hope, that's forever in Fox's possession. Mm. So I don't know who's go- who owns, I think they may have the rights where they can, Continue making stories and and using the char, uh, characters, but in tr- yeah, I I don't know. It's one of those business things that just gets so bogged yeah. down.
1: Wibbly wobbly timey wimey kind of thing.
5: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So if they, if they if they have the rights to the character, sure, but to, yeah. to, to I don't know. That's Is that's that's the kind of stuff I like to stay out of. Just because it's just it'll sort itself out. <laughs>
1: yeah. 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 We just hope it works out for the best. Yeah.
5: And so okay. far, so good.
1: Well, I'm going to skip this next question because I think we've already answered it, but I was going to ask if there was a Clone Wars character that could make an appearance, who would you like to see return? But I guess we've already kind of talked about, really, we're not expecting anyone to return other than Obi wan right. making an appearance. If there was.
5: I'd like, to, I'd like to see Captain Rex come back. I know Ahsoka is the obvious answer, but I'd like to see what happens to Captain Rex now that he could conceivably be a stormtrooper, mm-hmm. or did he defect? But that's going to – whereas the Clone Wars was this huge galaxy-wide story, Mm -hmm. Rebels is going to be more of a contained story with these characters of the ship, the Ghost. Whereas in Rebels – I mean uh, in Clone Wars, you'd always be jumping around to different characters and their stories. But this time, they're going to keep just those core characters.
1: Yeah, and probably with the ownership issues, I don't know if they can even – Have them like even meet with Mon Mothma at any point and become official part of the rebellion or anything like that.
0: Hmm.
1: It would be cool, but yeah, I don't see them really connecting it to the to the trilogy at all. As best they can, I think they're going to keep this as separate as they can and have a whole different set of adventures. Yeah, yeah, which would still be very cool. Uh, Very very cool. I don't think I really have to ask you your overall impressions based on what you saw on that seven minute preview.
5: Sounds like you're as excited as I am. Oh, very much so. Very much so. Even from, from that opening shot of the looming Star Destroyer, that just oh, yes. screamed Star Wars. Yes, it was, it was like, whoa, we haven't seen one
1: of these new in a long, long time. Yeah. A long time. <laughs> and I'm I'm loving yeah, exactly. the fact
4: that Kevin Kiner is taking so much musical cues from John Williams' original cues in the movie. It's kind of like an Easter egg hunt for me because I know for me I I pay attention to the music a lot, like probably 50% of my attention. So, I I like to I like to see what I can pick out.
1: Yeah, I'm sure <laughs> David Collins will be covering that for us very well.
4: Yes, mm-hmm. definitely.
7: Mhm. Mhm.
1: Oh, my goodness. Well, that's every question that I had listed at. Is there anything you can
5: think of that we should probably mention? Uh,
4: Any last thoughts?
5: Last thoughts. Well, we are very, very excited. Mm-hmm. And with each passing week with new clips and new trailers, it gets us more and more excited.
4: Yeah, if anything, I want to mention the marketing that Disney has done for it is great because every week on Mondays when the show will air, they're releasing a new clip to get us all excited. So they're kind of grooming us to mm-hmm. get excited for Mondays and Star Wars.
1: <laughs> I'm actually being very careful and not watching those clips because I'm like, no, 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 I want to wait. I want to wait because I want to see it all at once. Now, after that seven minutes, I was like, oh, I'm OK, I'm going to wait now. I'm going to wait. Oh, these well these
5: clips
4: Yeah. Go ahead. Well, these clips are actually not a part of the series. They are their own thing. It's like
5: mm-hmm. the micro Clone Wars series from from right before Revenge of the Sith.
4: So they're just kind of introducing characters and even though they're kind of unfinished in terms of their storyline, you get to know about the characters, but you're not gonna see these particular storylines finished within the Rebels series.
1: Yeah. Holy sweet monkey grease! Okay, I'm gonna go watch these now. There you go. <laughs> so now you can watch them without ruining anything. Hooray! So because I and hate I, spoiling things for myself, I really do. I, I I am so careful about not seeing too much because I spent too much time just going freaking out over like the the first Spider-Man movies that I was like, you know, I kind of know pretty much what's happening now
5: in this movie. And well, with these, they'll introduce you to the characters, not so much the storyline. Which so that awesome. way, when you watch it, you'll already be caught up and not trying to figure out who is who.
4: Right.
5: Which works for me because there's all these new characters and
1: everything. And like I said, I haven't kept up on it as much as maybe I should have because I was like, oh, there's so much stuff. And I'm, I, I, I'm still lost with Clone Wars. I haven't watched season six, so I don't want to be careful how much I look into this because I don't want to ruin Clone Wars for myself. And, ah! <laughs> so it's <Yeah>. been panic. Oh.
2: <laughs>
5: yeah. You got you to get caught up before Rebels.
1: Yeah, I got a lot of watching to do, but I, I just don't have that much time to do it. And even Labor Day, I can't just sit around watching Clone Wars because uh, my wife's birthday is that day and she wants to go to the zoo. And so what she wants, she gets. There's always the iPad. I don't hey. have
4: one. <laughs> you watch those penguins. I don't know. <laughs>
1: okay. I, I have no idea. I yeah, I, that lost me completely. I don't. I was like, why, where did we get the, the penguins? We yeah, do it, have some penguins now at our Kansas City Zoo. with actually our new exhibit this year. We're very excited. It was very cool, but we actually got to see a nest with some eggs. But I digress here. And the eggs Aww. hatched. And we were excited about that. They put it on Facebook. All the baby penguins. And, yeah, okay,
4: that's cute though. <laughs> Yay.
1: Yeah, my wife has rubbed that off on me. She's kind of well. She's a biology teacher, so what do you expect? You know, she's a big oh. animal nut, and uh, I spent so much time with her now that I've even picked up some of her habits. And uh, she managed to extract from me that it turns out I am a closet bird watcher. I never realized it, but I was always watching birds and just fascinated with them so much to where now I've bought some. So <laughs>
4: there
1: you, you go. After eleven years of marriage and having been together four years before that, you start to become each other a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> But, okay, anyways, I digress a lot because I do that. Um, You guys can be found now, if anybody's wanting to hear more from you too, it's at uh, skywalkingthroughneverland.com, and you guys can be found on Twitter at skywalkingpod, right?
4: Yes, at skywalkingpod, and we are on iTunes and Stitcher and YouTube as well. So, yeah, the first place to go would be skywalkingthroughneverland.com, and all the links to everything will be right there.
1: And we can also probably find you popping up on your favorite podcast, because you two are just popping up everywhere here lately.
4: (laughs) Yeah, randomly we've been asked to be on several podcasts recently, so yes.
1: I know at least why I was doing it, because I was like, oh look, there's another Neverland show, I gotta have them on sometime. But I figured the way you must be popping around to all these other different shows and you're going to show up even this coming week, you're going to be in multiple places at once. I did establish last week that we did leave our TARDIS behind here somewhere on Neverland, although we did have a a few Weeping Angels apparently got on here. Uh, Hopefully they have left, but then I would like to be able to keep track of knowing exactly where they are at all times because, uh, frankly, they frighten me. So, but we did have a TARDIS so I was thinking maybe that's what they did they found the TARDIS I left on Neverland, and they're just taking that around and recycling the same hours of time and popping up on all these different podcasts it makes sense
4: so, I have a weird uh,
1: twisted logic but it makes sense to me
4: I, I think we stole Hermione's time turner actually
5: <laughs> that's Hermione calling in right now Yes, where's my time turner
4: <laughs> can't not
1: you gotta be careful about messing with that timey-y-me and seeing yourself stuff in the wibbly-wobbly non linear fashion Yes. So, okay, enough Doctor Who <laughs> references from me. But thanks for coming on to the show, guys.
4: <laughs> you are welcome. Thank
1: you for having us. And uh, you'll be hearing from me again. I, I, we got to definitely do a Neverland year in review and talk everything Star Wars and Marvel that has happened in the last year. So, I do want to have you guys back on. Okay.
4: So, and we'll, we'll be here talk later We'll be in Neverland.
1: <laughs> All Skywalk on through, which I still have no idea what skywalking is, but we always see you doing it. Like, how are they
5: walking in the air like that? It's so weird. You know so. what? Learn how to skywalk, and remember, never, never land, land on Alderaan.
1: Alderaan. My your address wings. is in Alderaan in Disney Indiana, though, so yeah, don't land on it, because I have a big space station. That would not be good.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, we once again thank Richard and Sarah from Never the Skywalking Through Neverland podcast for stopping by to share with us some information about Star Wars Rebels. I hope you enjoyed that. I certainly enjoyed talking to them. They are a fun pair to listen to, and I do enjoy their podcast, and I think you will as well, unless you just absolutely don't like Star Wars, in which case you probably are not listening this far into this episode because it's been all kinds of Star Wars around here which is awesome. I have rather enjoyed that. Uh, But, you know, we've really run kind of long, so we really better wrap this whole thing up. So I need to remind you all to subscribe to us and rate us on both iTunes and Stitcher. You can find links to do that right there on NeverlandPodcast.com. In fact, you can even find links to follow us on Twitter at NeverlandPCast, Follow us on, or like us, rather, on Facebook at facebook.com slash Neverland Podcast. Send us an email. I'd really like to know uh, what you've been thinking so far that we've kind of reformatted. We're a little bit more Disney-focused, but yet still trying to remain kind of the same show we always were uh, because we still get to talk about Star Wars and Marvel and anything beyond Disney. But we're going to talk a little bit about more some Disney stuff and sharing some ride audio. If you've been enjoying that and uh, would like to leave a comment, uh, send it to podcast at neverlandpodcast.com or uh, leave us a voicemail 816-226-6492 if you leave a voicemail there's a possibility we'll read it we'll play it right here on air and if you leave some interesting feedback even on the email I'll probably share that as well So we do encourage you to contact us and leave us those five-star ratings because we really enjoy it. And it also does help others to find the Neverland podcast. And we hope you're telling all your friends about the show. And also make sure you are following and liking us on Twitter. Uh, I have been sharing daily Marvel. Well, not quite daily. Sometimes I skip out on the weekends and I have missed a couple days this week. But we've been sharing Marvel characters, the ones you're familiar with, for weeks and weeks now. And pretty soon I'm going to start sharing some Marvel characters that maybe you're not so familiar with but perhaps might show up in a movie later. Uh, You'd never know, because Disney did buy all of the Marvel characters. So all these other characters, I'm going to start sharing some other characters, and you never know. They might show up. It will be awesome. Uh, It'll be great. And once we've gone through, uh, right now it's been the entire card series from 1992. Once I've completed that set, I do have cards from 1993. I also have these Marvel Masterworks that are oil painting styles. So you know, these are always fun, of course, to look at. Now, of course, on Facebook... You will find a little bit more news than what I normally share here on the show. So, if you're looking for information on something interesting, uh, I am very careful that I try not to put up anything that's going to spoil anything. Uh, But uh, I do like to share articles on there. So, yes, make sure you're liking us on Facebook and following us there as well as on Twitter because you don't always get the exact same thing. I like to mix it up for you just a little bit just so you can have lots of fun. Uh, But okay, we really got to get out of here. We really got to fly you guys all back home. You can't stay in Neverland forever. I wish you could. But, uh another reminder, of course, is to keep that pixie in your pocket, so you can sprinkle that pixie dust whenever you need it whenever you're having just that bad day. Uh, you know, try to think good thoughts you know you, you you can get through a lot of things sometimes with just the right attitude it doesn't solve every problem, but you know sometimes looking at the problem from just a different point of view really will help, so if you can step away, pixie dust yourself a little bit. Take a couple of deep breaths uh, and then take a look at whatever is getting in your way. You know, it, sometimes you might just find a solution for it. And we still want to hear some stories. We want to hear from you about maybe somebody who's done something cool and nice for you. It doesn't have to be big. Or maybe you've done something cool and nice for somebody else that you thought just kind of made a cute story. Uh, share it. That it That is the pixie dust so when we want to hear stories about you sharing some pixie dust with other people so go ahead and leave those in the voicemail and also at the podcast and also do not forget about September 20th if you were planning to head out to ToonFest at Marceline Missouri come on out there I'm going to be there and uh, I'm hoping very soon I will have some people uh, that head up this program at Tune Fest. Uh, I'll be talking with them on the show I've called them I spoke to some to some people uh, from their their main offices that run Tune Fest, and also I'm in in contact with some people at uh, the Hometown Museum and I hope to have them on here in the next few weeks so you can hear all about this if you're kind of confused about ToonFest Also, once again, NeverlandPodcast.com I have marked off a special page marked ToonFest that you can see some pictures from the 2013 ToonFest that I attended so you can kind of get an idea of it. Also, we have updated the Friends of the Magic page to show some photos that Jesse took while he was there so yeah, definitely you got to swing by the website. We're having a lot of fun there as well I'm trying to put out as much fun stuff as I possibly can uh mainly just for you guys because i love y'all and you know and god bless of course as we sign off here and i want y'all to have a good time and to i'm trying to spread a little pixie dust here myself so until we see you next week y'all have just an awesome week all right and uh well you know what may the force be with you and uh, as my friends over at skywalking through neverland i like to say neverland on alderaan